Welcome to the Built Tech Podcast, exploring and discussing the future of technology in the global built environment. The Built Tech Podcast is sponsored by Shadow Ventures and Built Tech Labs. Now the host of the podcast, Matt Knight. This is Matt Knight with Shadow Ventures here for the Built Tech Labs podcast. Excited this morning to have Alex McManus of Iris to be joining us. Alex, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate you taking the time. Do you mind starting by telling us a little bit about Iris and how it came about and what the Genesis story is? Yeah, I'd love to. And thank you, Matt, for uh, uh, having us join you. Um, Iris was actually founded in 2015 uh, by four individuals with a kind of large breadth of construction and construction-related experience. Uh, So our founding team has 100 years of construction experience, anywhere from kind of boots on the ground, you know, superintendent to uh, real estate developer to my background, which is more in kind of contracting and data and software, but all geared in in that direction. Um, Really, what we were looking at is this kind of growth in construction technology and harnessing what is a significant amount of data that technology now enables you to collect from construction sites. And, and taking that complex data and translating it in a meaningful way uh, to the project participants. And our larger goal was then to uh, provide construction data in a way that enhances transparency on a construction site and enables collaboration between all the participants. Um, and then with that information, uh, allow them to make proactive decisions. And And something that Really, most industries have been doing with supply chains for many, many years. And because of the nature of construction sites, it's a little more complicated. But I think technology and software has now kind of gotten far enough that that we can start streamlining that process in construction projects as well. So tell me a little bit more about the workflow. When a GC or project manager approaches IRIS, Tell me a, a typical project, what they're using for, and the, the data set you, you're talking about for that transparency and collaboration. All right. So our typical projects, I mean, they can run anywhere from, you know, or slightly larger projects, but say 30 to $40 million up to really no limit. But I think the largest project we've been on is, is uh, probably $2 billion. But what we are doing is looking at a project schedule and then taking that schedule and uh, translating it to a uh, baseline to establish a resource-loaded forecast for that project. So you look at all the individual schedule tasks, determine the trade resources or workforce required for each one of those tasks during the course of the project, and that creates a baseline. And then we use um, automated hardware to continuously collect data from the field as to the actual numbers of workers on site, what trade they're working for, and tying that back to task and schedule information. Um, When presented clearly uh, to the project participants, that enables them to make uh, kind of actionable insights to what's happening on that project. Uh, so, for instance, um, there might be a major critical path trade associated with a project, and they're scheduled to ramp up a workforce within a certain period of time, and we enable everybody on the project 
to see that either that that trade is on target uh, for their for their ramp up or they're behind schedule. At which point, there's something that needs to be addressed, and it kind of brings transparency to potential potential issues on a project site. Um, so that, that's kind of what it would be used for. So to grossly oversimplify, which is what I have to do, is basically software for smart calendar for smart project management and then hardware for feedback loops on, on real-time performance. Um, yeah, I would look at it that way. Uh, there's other uh, benefits with the software outside of just kind of scheduling and calendar. So when you start getting the data from, from the hardware side um, and understanding the workforce and the makeup of that workforce. Uh, you also get additional information that mitigates other risks on a construction site. So if you understand who's coming to your work site and how often they're returning, you get uh, metrics like a term we use is trade consistency index. So how many of the trade workers are coming back to the site every day. Um, and that is a leading indicator for issues such as safety uh, and productivity and, and quality. So we use other metrics that, that we glean from that data to help uh, management understand where they might have issues and, and actually where product productivity is going well. Can you give an example of an issue you've seen through the data sets where you said manager identified X and did Y because of it? Uh, yeah, we have quite a few. Um, going back to kind of the baseline schedule uh, uh, comparison, uh, we do have several examples, but I'll, I'll pick up one that, that's a big one so it stands out. On a project, it was about a $500 million uh, office project and a... Um, critical path trade was supposed to be basically ramping up their workforce at a certain period of time. And the system alerted the, basically they provide transparency. So, so it alerts everybody on the project that here's this critical path trade and you do not have the workforce you need to stay on schedule. Um, and what that enabled the do the, them to do in this instance is the owner of that project, who was also the developer owner, uh, was able to point that out to uh, the team, the project managers and the general contractor. And together, they were able to address what was a, a significant problem. And the problem was actually a supply issue of um, the, the, the glazing on the project. And they worked together to actually find another supplier across the country that could better meet the schedule. And so, highlighting that issue kind of in real time, um, maybe before it would have otherwise been addressed on the project, uh, they'll come back and tell us that that saved them six weeks. And on a half a billion dollar project, that probably counts to about $6 million. So tell me about your typical user. I mean, in that case, it was the developer owner. Are you typically going straight to developer or is this more of a general contractor communicating with his developer? Or is it both? 
It is actually both. So when you look at kind of the clients we're working with, at this point, it's probably 50% general contractors, 40% developers slash owners. And then we do have some kind of project management companies that also just use our system and they are our direct customer. Um, we definitely look at our system as a kind of collaboration tool so that whether it is our client is the owner or is the contractor, the project manager, actually, I should mention, we have one or two just individual subs that use our system, but they're, they're a bit of an anomaly. Um, the, there's value for all the parties, right? So depending on how you roll up that data, we can tie it into... Um, schedule. We can tie that data into pay apps. We can tie that ba- data back into budget information, um, and it, or we can kind of present that data in a way that's useful to day-to-day project management. So we really do uh, sell to both. I would expect over time that our larger customers or the larger percentage of customers will be general contractors. Sure. And then back, so back to 30,000 feet, five years from now, tell me a little bit about what you think about the industry specifically on on-site data, data collaboration, collection, and maybe tell me about Iris's role in that. So what I expect is that we're going to get significantly more data over time. Right, it's going to become cheaper and more efficiently to collect. And so something as far as Iris's role is, is very important to us is we are hardware agnostic, right? So we will use different uh, hardware on site to collect data and we're continuously uh, looking at and working with other um, enabling platforms to gather the data. Um, so as you can get more detailed uh, data uh, more economically, uh, that, that will increase the data flow. Um, and then I also see that the importance is taking that mass amount of complex data and, and making it meaningful. And that's where I really see our expertise. The other value I see over time is, in the, and I look at this in our system, is that our software and our data collection has really immediate value on a project. It also has value across a portfolio, right? So being able to understand and analyze data across a project, whether you're looking at density uh, productivity or subcontractor productivity or changes in workforces across your subs, that's all available across a portfolio. And then over time, data is going to become more and more valuable to whether it's owners and developers or contractors so that they have their own data set. And that's what we're working with our enterprise clients to do is to capture their own data metrics. And then those can be compared against kind of baseline for for the industry or baseline for an area. And I I think the more data we collect and and present in a way that meets the kind of appropriate project metrics, it's going to make everybody better. So specifically for this year, what do you think 2018 looks like for Iris? What's the focus and your goals for this year? Um, for us very specifically, I'm going to say three goals. Some are kind of internal to our, our business. Uh, we're actually launching a new website, I think on the 10th of April. So we are really doing much more of a marketing pitch. We haven't done much marketing up to the, up to this point. 
Um, so we're we're moving out to get more exposure in the marketplace and, and hopefully some more lead generation. Uh, from a software side, um, because we are able to have a, a nice group of uh, customers that we work with pretty closely, we have quite a few software enhancements that we're pushing through the pipeline uh, based on customer feedback. And a lot of those are moving from just this project value I spoke about to a kind of portfolio uh, cross-project analytics. So we're looking to move much more into kind of portfolio or enterprise uh, relationships with our customer. Um, and then uh, on the other side, obviously, is just continued market uh, growth and penetration. I think this would be a very good year for us. Great. So if someone's listening to this, says, that sounds interesting. I'd like to learn more. What's the next step for learning more, getting in touch with you and your team? Well, uh, absolutely go check out our website at www.iris.com and uh, um, check it out maybe after April 10th. And the, there's plenty of places on there to connect with us, but you can also email us directly at info at iris.com. And if you're hearing us on this podcast, please, please mention that. Perfect. Well, I, I can tell you, we're very excited to have you as a part of Built Tech Labs, and I really look forward to seeing what happens this year in 2018. And thank you very much for your time this morning to, to join us. Great. Thank you, Matt. This has been another edition of the Built Tech Podcast by Shadow Ventures and Built Tech Labs. For more information, please visit builttechlabs.co and shadowfund.vc, or you can follow Matt Knight on LinkedIn.